Welcome to the Mindful Runner Podcast, a show about running and racing, trail and ultra in South Africa. Along the way, we'll be talking training, gear, nutrition, and mindfulness, all in the context of the South African racing scene. I'm your host, Fred Richardson, founder and head coach at Mindful Runner. Stay tuned as I do my best to give you all the information and none of the waffle. In today's podcast, I want to talk about training with power. And when I say power, I'm talking about using a power meter to improve your training and your racing. There are quite a few different ways to measure power as a runner. One would be with a pod on your foot, such as the stride power meter or the version that Koros have, a pod as well, which goes onto your shoe. The other is a device that sits inside of your heart rate monitor or uh, the Garmin running dynamics pod, which clips onto your waist. So you can either have it in a heart rate monitor on your chest as a device clipped on your waist or something that is clipped onto your shoe. But all of those devices measure your power output. Measuring power is still a little bit of the wild west in terms of uh, agreement as to exactly what's being measured. So Stride have their way of measuring, Garmin have their way of measuring, Chorus have their, their way of measuring. Everybody has a slightly different way of measuring power. So you can't match up the power outputs across devices. But what you can be assured of is that if you're using one device consistently, it can definitely help you in improving your training and improving your racing times. As long as your power meter is consistent and you're moving it in the right direction in response to your training, that's good enough. The specifics of how the power is measured don't make that much of a difference until you are trying to use multiple devices from multiple manufacturers to determine how effective your training is. Then the wheels will definitely come off. So stick to one device, whatever that is. At the moment, it's the stride power meter that's touted as the best one out there by most coaches who are using and training athletes to power. And that does make some sense because Stride are dedicated to producing this particular power meter. Garmin, on the other hand, seem to have brought in power as an afterthought. And there's really not a lot of focus or attention from Garmin on power and how to use it. Whereas Stride is, the entire company is dedicated to giving you the best power outputs they can and building software that allows you to utilize power when you're training. So there are two aspects to using power and a power meter in training. The first is in setting your benchmarks and getting an understanding of exactly the kind of athlete that you are. Now this podcast series is for endurance runners and one of the things that we're always looking to do is obviously improve our endurance. So how exactly is training with power going to help you improve your endurance and allow you to run longer and faster? The most important number that comes out of the use of power meters is critical power, also called functional threshold, lactate threshold. Now, scientifically, those are different terms, but for all intents and purposes, they all move together. So if you move one, you move the other, and in more or less the same amount. As endurance athletes, our focus has always got to be on improving our lactate threshold. Moving your lactate threshold up means that at sub-lactate paces, so paces that are slower than lactate, which is pretty much what we're doing when we're racing anything beyond 42Ks. When we're running ultras, we're always averaging at a sub-lactate pace. So if you're running 100Ks, 100 miles, 50 miles, you're going to be going at a pace that is less than your lactate threshold because that lactate threshold or 
critical power is the pace you can maintain for an hour, or rather the maximum pace that you can maintain for an hour. Lactate threshold is the pace at which you are no longer able to clear the buildup of lactate in your bloodstream, and ultimately that accumulation of lactate is going to force you to stop running. As I said earlier, lactate threshold and critical power, which you get from your power meter, or functional threshold, which you get from power meter, are very, very close to each other. They're basically the same number. If one moves, then the other moves in more or less the same way in response to training. So critical power or functional threshold then is a good approximation of lactate threshold. And developing a lactate threshold is the key to becoming a really good endurance runner. So let's talk about the specifics of using the power meter in training. One of the most noticeable things about using power as a metric is that it's instant. Heart rate will lag, especially when you're doing high intensity intervals, and power doesn't. Power is there. The second that you start to move, you can see your power readings. Often you finish a 100 meter sprint and your heart rate still hasn't caught up. It's only when you stand there recovering that your heart rate catches up. Whereas the power number has been there from the start and it stops when you stop. So using power for shorter intervals is extremely accurate. But where power meters really come into their own is in tracking the changes in your fitness levels. The ultimate arbiter of performance for a runner is pace. There's simply no better way to determine whether you've improved or not. How fast are you running your 5K? How fast did you run your 10K? How fast did you run your marathon, your 100 miler? It's all about pace. Nothing else matters. And pace is determined by the power I can produce and the nature of the course that I'll be running. It stands to reason. The more power I can produce, the faster I can run. So now we're at the point we have a power meter. We understand what it's for. We also understand that what we're looking to do as runners is improve our lactate threshold. And the big secret to using power meters effectively is understanding the power duration curve. So the power duration curve is a mathematical model that's based on your running data. And the model looks at the highest output of power you have at various time intervals. So as you're out running with your power meter, data is being stored, and every time you achieve a new maximum at one second, at five seconds, at 10 seconds, at a minute, at 20 minutes, at an hour, etc., that data is being fed back into a mathematical model and it creates a power duration curve, which shows how much power you can put out for various durations. And obviously, if you think about it, you're going to put out much more power for a second than you will for five seconds, and you'll be much more powerful at 10 seconds than you will at an hour. The other really critical thing in that power duration curve is your functional threshold. Functional threshold being the maximum power you can put out for an hour. And the real beauty of the power duration curve is how it ties back to the body's energy systems because we're basing it on the power you can produce for an amount of time, for a duration. And when I talk about energy systems, it's where you will be getting the energy from. So for the first 10 seconds of any maximal output, you're using energy stored in your cells. From 10 seconds to about 90 seconds, your body's burning glucose, but without needing oxygen to create energy. From a 90-second effort onwards, you need oxygen to produce energy. So back to that power duration curve. The power duration curve 
allows us to see an individual's strengths and weaknesses in terms of how they produce energy. And it highlights exactly which system kicks in when, because it's not exactly the same for each person. Remember, this power duration curve is built off your own data, and it's built off your data where you have put in maximal efforts at those various time intervals. We now have this beautiful model that reflects your own strengths and weaknesses as a runner. And now looking ahead at events that are coming up or the kinds of events you want to race, we can see how you match up with the event and what areas you need to work on very specifically. Remember, we want to improve the lactate threshold system. So how do we go about doing that? So we use the information that we now have in the power duration curve to optimize your training. And when I say optimize your training, I'm talking about things like uh, your VO2 max intervals for one individual might be 125 for eight reps, and for another individual might be 230 for six reps. It really is that specific. Now, the drawbacks with the various manufacturers of power meters is that if they don't give you software to interpret the data to create a power duration curve for you, they will allow you to utilize this data to improve your performance, then you have to find another way of creating that power duration curve. At the moment, it's only Stride who are producing a power duration curve within their own software. For the other manufacturers of power meters, you're going to need third-party software to help you interpret the data. And often that third-party software is pretty arcane and difficult to understand. So you need a coach who understands power and understands training with power. Yes, I snuck in a plug for the coaches, but that's the business. And the truth is that a coach is seeing data from 30 athletes in a month. Don't be that guy who says, well, I'm first going to learn how to use a power meter before I get a coach. Get the coach first. The coach has learned all of the stuff that you still want to learn, and they've learned it many times over, and they've studied. So springboard off that knowledge and that experience and get the best results you can from your power meter. The other beauty of training with a power meter is that testing is integrated into your training plan. So you're keeping the information in that power duration curve up to date by doing small tests on an ongoing basis. The other aspect of power meters is using power meters for racing, both in terms of pacing yourself during an event. It allows for very even pacing and accurate pacing for road races specifically. When it comes to trail events, things get slightly more complicated on trail. Uh, You need probably four different power profiles on trail. One would be for uphills, one would be for downhills, one would be for flats, and then power walking. How much power do you output when you are power walking? So having an understanding of the power output required is going to give us a very simple and consistent way of planning your finishing time for any event, whether it's road or trail. And the last thing we would look at is race analysis. Going back to the race, looking at the power, looking at the power profile can give us some really meaningful insights into how to improve our racing for the next time um, and what to work on to run better the next time. So final words then on using power for your training and racing. As an athlete myself and a coach of many athletes, I believe that power gives me the best opportunity to produce the best results I can for my body and certainly for my athletes. In conjunction with the right software, I can see exactly to the day when we should move an athlete off of one kind of training and onto another. 
So we're no longer boxed in by these vague, okay, so we're going to do base training and run for 12 weeks before we move over to running a bit faster and doing tempo runs. We can literally see nine and a half weeks in, okay, that's it. Aerobic training is done, base is in place. Now we can move on to the next energy system and start training that. It's that specific. And it's unique to each individual. So each individual gets proper attention and gets to maximize their own potential and to fill in the gaps that need to be filled in if you want to take on the event that you have on your schedule. Would I recommend a power meter to everybody? Probably not. Because the basis of our sport is if you want to do well at endurance running, run a lot. But when you've got to a point where you feel like you're not progressing quickly enough and you want to do better as an athlete, then this is definitely the thing to be looking at. Get a power meter, find a coach who understands how to use them and is qualified in using them, and you will not believe the difference you will see in your own running. Something that I neglected to mention when I was talking about power meters is that a number of watches now, um, notably the Chorus across all their models, and some models of the Polar now have power on the wrist. So if you want to be trained with power, or if you just want to have a chat, email me or take a look at our website, sign up with one of our coaches, and we'll get you training with power. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to know more about Mindful Runner, check us out at mindfulrunner.co.za on Instagram. You can find us at Mindful Runner. In the meantime, enjoy your running, happy trails, and don't forget to subscribe.